Okay, welcome to Wayne's World. It's Wayne's World with Wayne Goldsmith. Wayne's World with Wayne Goldsmith, our coaching guru. WGCoaching.com is the website. Wayne Goldsmith is the man. How are you, Wayne? Well, not too bad. Piney today finds me driving north on what we call the M1 car park. I've got some work to do today with uh, netball in Brisbane, and then I'm off to Melbourne tomorrow, believe it or not, to do some work with harness racing. And then on Friday, I'm working with touch football. So I do get around. I I think, mate, it's because no one can put up with me for more than 24 hours. The good thing is, Wayne, they can't all sack you at once. That's the other good part of that. If you've got multiple multiple clients, they can't all get ready at the same time, surely. Uh, mate, it's, it's so funny, isn't it, that you... I often think that to myself, that, that you look and think, yeah, I'm really lucky all these people must want to work with me. And you think, hang on, not too many have invited me back a second time. So <laughs> that uh, might be get telling me something. All right. I want to get on to a topic today that I've, I've, I've pre-warned the audience about, and that's about personalities and sport and, uh, and you know, how important it is to have personality and specifically should, uh, you know, a, a, an athlete's personality be suppressed uh, for fear of something going wrong or are there actually positives to be gained from having having a uh, an enthusiastic personality in a dressing room on the field and, and for the wider good of the sport. Uh, first of all, what does come first? Is it the personality or or the performance of the athlete? I mean, surely the performance of the athlete is far more important, right? Well, it is. And this is one of these conversations we have where I'm torn between just being a sports fan and, and the talk about sport in the way we talk about it in a barbecue or having a few beers and what I think about it as a professional. I, I, I think there's room for both, but increasingly I, I see that we're, we're almost sanitising the personalities of sport out of it. And I understand why I can, I can also agree with it to a point, but there's no doubt that... that uh, the most memorable people in sport have been great performers with a great personality. So, uh, I mean, as far as a as a as a sports organisation is concerned, are you seeing that sports organisations, um, codes, clubs, franchises are are trying to perhaps limit the the amount of personality displayed by their athletes? Oh, absolutely, mate. There's a whole industry around that, piney. Because it's the brand. So the brand is the All Blacks, the brand is North Melbourne, the brand is the Brumbies, the brand is the Canterbury Bulldogs. That's the brand. And the brand is what is sold to the public, to the media, to the sponsors, to the advertisers. The brand is everything in modern sport. And the brand is the people who are playing the game within that brand. So the players represent not just their team and themselves, they represent the brand. Now, you've got, you know, we always talk about the front office and back office in sport. You've got the, the, the players, coaches, sports science, sports med, they're focused on winning and performance. The business side, the marketing, the advertising, those guys, their focus is on protecting and growing the brand. And even though there's, a, there's, there's a, ideally a marriage between the performance of the team and the strength of the brand, that comes with it a whole list of responsibilities on how they want the brand portrayed in the public. So, but surely there are positives from having a person who positively represents your brand. What are these organisations 
scared of? Well, it's 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 not the positive people they're afraid of, mate. I think it's uh, the <laughs> the it's back. Like, I can I go. I've been through uh, uh, several of these with professional teams, including professional rugby teams, and and. Early on in the season, you have a media coordinator, a media manager, or someone comes in and says, okay, guys, we're going to give you some media training. You guys get these all the time. And you might have a really passionate, someone with a bit of a sense of humour, someone with a great personality who, who could potentially be somebody that every little kid wants to relate to because they're funny and they've got something different. But those sessions where they say, when you're asked a question, for example, and this would drive you mad. When you're asked a question, whatever you do, don't say yes or no. Well, first answer that, that we teach players and we teach professional athletes is always come back to the brand theme. So I might say, hey, uh, are you disappointed not being selected for the Crusaders this week? You never say yes or no. You're taught by media, people with great skills in media and marketing and public relations and image specialists. You'd say, well, doesn't really matter. I'm here for the team. I love the team. I love being part of the Crusaders and I'll play any role. Well, that's really fascinating. Aren't you disappointed that you've missed out? No. Oh, you said no. Oh, can't do that. That's what they (laughs) want to do. They want to say yes or no. But they're told not to because that may reflect on another member of the team or disappointment, which gives the media somewhere else to go. So what they do is they school so much of that yes, no opinion personality out of the players, particularly the young ones. And Gemma, I can see why you do it. I can understand the concept of brand protection. I can understand the the need to have consistency and message across the group, but it sanitizes those beautiful, wonderful, brilliant personalities out of sport. And that's disappointing. So how can organisations get better at it then, Wayne? I mean, as you say, the the safe thing to do, as you say, is to give them a, a series of phrases that they're allowed to use that are kind of all-purpose, very generic, very vanilla, that don't really say a lot at all. And and nobody really benefits from that. And, and we as the media walk away thinking, well, we didn't learn a single thing there about the, the team, the player, the performance, or anything to do with that. So so what can sports organisations do to perhaps make this a bit better for the for not only the media, but the public that the, the media are delivering the message to? Well, it comes back to, I, I, I think there's, there's got to be that balance, doesn't it? As you sit down and say, okay, guys, these are the sort of questions you're going to get asked. When you, get, when you lose, you're going to ask questions like, are you disappointed you lost? Uh, what do you think you guys could have done better? Are you disappointed that you got a yellow card with 10 minutes to go? You, you, these are the sort of questions you're going to get. And then say, now, the, the way that you can answer those questions is within these types of guidelines, but then work with them and say, how would you answer that question? And then help the player to express their personality, but do it obviously within an intelligent, measured if they need to environment. I, I think where we've, we, like most things in life, mate, it's become way too polarised. The days of the personalities are a bit loose and saying whatever they like, that scared the hell out of the CEOs and the boards and the marketing and the PR people. So they've said, no, 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 let's go on script. Well, you'll get a script. This is the way you'll answer the question because it's so safe. It's risk. It diminishes the risk for the brand. I think we've got to go halfway and say, right, I get to know the player. What's their personality? Are they the sort of gregarious, open, funny, 
light-hearted type person the fans would connect because they they're such an asset, aren't they? they? Those those people that can get on camera and crack a few jokes and stay on message but still connect with fans, connect and and grow with the audience. They're, they're the, the most wonderful assets to have in an organisation. So I say to people now, I say, yeah, sure, I understand the need for consistency and staying on message. However, get to know the players, show them how to express their personality, allow them to be comfortable, allow them to make some mistakes. And I, I think if, if you've seen that in media too over the last few years, it used to be that if, if you cleared your voice in the middle of a sentence or you made area you started again because it had to be perfect. Those days are gone. It's, it's, we want to see personality. We want to see humans. We want to see people that will make a mistake and have a laugh and a cough and still stay on message, still do the job, but not be afraid to show who they really are. Mm, that's why they keep letting us on, Wayne. That's, uh, you know, that, that, I think that must be the, the driving uh, factor behind us still being allowed to, to talk, you and I. If we, take this into the, if we take this into the inner sanctum of the dressing room, take the media out of it, the public out of it, inside the team environment, surely a bit of personality and, some, and, some, uh, and an ability to galvanise a team through that, uh, the force of that personality is pretty key to sports teams, isn't it? believe so. I, whenever I work with football teams, mate, I always think that you've got three different players in every player. You've got the brand player. You've got the uh, yes, uh, I believe in the values and the you know, it's all about the team, it's not about me, I support. You get that sort of fake, scripted, artificial, on-script player. And then you get the next layer of the player is a little bit more casual, maybe comes out in a good interview an extended interview maybe part of a panel or something. And then you get to know the real player. You get to know uh, the guts and all, who they really are, a bit of their background, get to know their personality. Mate, without fail, and I'll, mate, I'll be interested in, in, because you speak of way more personalities and, and sports people than I do, the best sports personalities that I talk to are the ones who are the same all the time. They're, you talk to them one-on-one, you talk to them on TV, you talk to them on a panel or you sit down and have a beer with them at a pub and they're exactly the same. And I believe that's not only a great thing to be for the brand and, and for the image, I think it's a better thing for their mental health because they're no longer having to play a role. They don't have to go, well, hang on, this is national live TV. I've got to be player X today for them. Oh, okay, the next day I'm doing a PR session with a bunch of golfers. I've got to be player Y for them. And then when I get to the change room, I'm player X. You know, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. The, the, I think, yeah, mate, don't you find that, that the, the, the people who are exactly the same in person as they are in those more formal or more media-orientated situations, they're the ones that, that are really exceptional. Oh, without question, without question, yeah, and and you're right, and, and there is, and through the media training that gets done in, in high level sports organisations, there is often, uh, as you've said, a player Y and a player Z, and and of course we don't expect uh, somebody to be as open with us in the media as they are with their their close mates, but uh, yeah, but the the less uh, 
well, the, the less inconsistencies, so the more consistency there is, absolutely the better. Just one final question on it, and that's around uh, post-playing career, because these athletes are all going to come to a point where they don't play the sport anymore, they, they have to move on to the next part of their life. So being able to display a personality during media interviews and public appearances while they're players would have to have a positive flow-on effect, wouldn't it, to what they end up doing beyond playing sport? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's a, a great line. That I, I, If players have got a, a goal of being in the media or being marketing, public relations, being in some sort of public role, the, the public want to get to know you. I mean, look at all the, the great musicians and the, the, the great media personalities. You talk to people and say, I think I know them. I really know Brad Pitt. Or, oh, yes, Miley Cyrus. I feel like she's speaking to me. She... They've got that art of making everyone feel that you know them, they know you, that there's a connection. And you can only do that by being honest, open, transparent, and being who you are. And if you've got that ambition post-sport, it's, it's critically vital and vitally important that you allow who you are to shine through very proudly because that will be what will get you into that environment. If you're just another spokesperson, nobody's going to hire you. But if you go, wow, they've got a spark, they've got a passion, they really connect with people, yes, we want them on Channel 9 or whatever it might be. Absolutely spot on. Good on you, Wayne. Great to chat as always. Drive safe. Uh, Enjoy your week, and we'll uh, catch up with you again next Wednesday. Always look forward to it, my friend. Have a great week.